awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. I was, was going to ask DJ noises. You, I was gonna, that's a DJ noise? Yeah, it's like a like an 80s. I was going to ask you before, what noise are you doing? And then I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. It's terrible. That was, that was the worst. Right? That, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a creaking door. Where, where's <laughs> Michael Winslow when you need him from Police Academy? I know, dude. I respect that guy. Yeah, you have to. Have you seen, he did a cover of a Led Zeppelin song. I think it was on The Tonight Show. It was on a talk show, and it was amazing. Like, everyone was, you know, it was one of those things where like, oh, let's see. And they were like, wait, this is great. Yeah. So, Michael Winslow. I wonder when, like, the like sound effect apps came out. Was he just like, oh. oh. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Although, there's always been those little sound effects makers. Yeah, that's true. But now everyone has one on their phone. Yeah. And, like, most of them are free. People are just like, yeah, we don't even want to charge you. Just take yeah, it. exactly. You know who's not our guest? Michael Winslow. Yeah, that's true. You know who is our guest, though? Uh, Dean Del Rey. <laughs> yes, he is. Our wonderful friend. Killer. Comic, good dude, funny dude, Dean Del Rey. Yeah. One of our favorite people in the world. Yeah. Born of raw enthusiasm and pure rock and roll. Yeah, he is rock. He's he is rock and roll. He bleeds leather. Yeah. He does. <laughs> Solid dude. He pisses gasoline. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> he farts raw denim. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually all the things we talked about on the, on the episode too, you guys. Dean also has a great podcast on all things comedy called Let There Be Talk. Rock He's a great roll. guy. We hang out with him all the time, and we, w- we actually did hit our podcast at his house. Yeah, slash studio. <laughs> yeah, slash studio. Uh, we talk about motorcycles. We're like, because uh, we're like, if we get motorcycles, what do we do? He talks us through yeah, that. Talks us through that. We talk about denim. Yep. Talk about rock and roll. <laughs> it's like a man episode. Yeah, it's and the he's the only man in it. De- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dean is the the masculinity whisperer, and yeah. me and Nick are trying to figure out. How much of life we want to just have the outfits for and how much we actually want to live. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, so far it's 78% outfits for me. Yeah, me it's 100% outfits. Uh, 18% fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm at 96% right now. I have 100%. 2% learn how to do math. 100% fear and 100% outfits, so that's 200%. That's 200%. Yeah, and I always give 110%. So, so you're doing three, great. We're at 310. Wow. Yeah. You're doing great then. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> All right, um, this is a fun episode. If you like Dean, you guys should listen to Let There Be Let There Be Talk. It's really good. Yeah. Um, and this is a fun episode. We had a good time. Yeah, he's always a good time to hang out. With. Um, Never boring. We got a couple of things to plug. First and foremost, December fourth, all things comedy. Nick and I co-headlining. You mean the American Comedy Company, right? <laughs> That's what you meant. That's how devoted I am to our network. <laughs> yeah. I will be at the American Comedy <laughs> Company, uh, American Comedy Co. San Diego, December 4th, Nick and I joking. So come come fuck with it. Yeah, definitely fuck with it. Uh, that's an 8 p.m. show. Tickets are 12 bucks. AmericanComedyCo.com. That's yeah. a great club. They it get is. Good it's acts. really fun. Um, what do you got other stuff, too? You got uh, I'm Whitney in dates? San Antonio, the 22nd of November with Miss Whitney Cummings. Go to her website. I'm in a hall for something. And then the 23rd in Austin, and it, I would guess another hall. Dude, so you're going to eat so much barbecue. Whitney Houston. I mean, Whitney coming. <laughs> Whitney Houston. I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I think you are. I might. Maybe Did you, you just wake up? I think I may be having the gibberish thing. There's a d- decent chance I'm having the gibberish thing. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I may be having the gibberish disease right now. 
awesome. I mean, or at least it's I'm I'm like ten minutes away from it. Yeah, because that that American comedy company, yeah, all things con- that's a regular a, mistake. Uh, yeah, but what uh, what's happening in my brain right now is disorganization. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> how can I further? How can I make it worse? Uh, just <laughs> let me keep talking or ask me questions I'm not ready for. Oh, sweet. What's the meaning of what? <laughs> there isn't one. <laughs> Damn it. That's easy. I've been ready for that one. Yeah, I've that's the that. correct answer. I've known that. Sorry. You win this medication for whatever you have. Okay. <laughs> um, so you're in Austin and San Antonio. Yeah. Austin's awesome. I've never been. I'm excited. Oh, you haven't. That's great. And hopefully see my friend Dan Winters, who's a brilliant photographer. Like Dan sweet. You guys, if you live in Austin, at Reply Kevin, some sweet barbecue places. Oh, yeah. And I'll go and smell them, but not be yeah, there because exactly. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> um. It's such a cool town, dude. And people yeah. that live there are always all about, like, you got to go here, you got to go there. We're going to, like, get up early and get from San Antonio to Austin quick so we can fuck around. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll be great. I'm going to buy a belt buffer. Yeah. They Man. got good clothes down there. Yeah, I'm not going to pack a lot of clothes. I'm going to shop. Yeah. Pack very little. Bring I'm going to try to say it in a ma- more masculine way when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they won't let you in. Guys, they didn't pack a lot of cake shop. <laughs> like, sir, we don't like your kind here in San Antonio. Yeah. Please go to Austin, Texas. Yeah. All right, so uh, please enjoy this awesome Dean Del Rey episode, you guys. Listen to it on All Things Comedy, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, and on iTunes. Boom! Thank you. Drunk from our last episode. It's been four called days. Kevin gets drunk. Some of it's still in my system. <laughs> <laughs> Body You're was definitely shocked. Body was definitely shocked. Did you go to rehab? <laughs> okay. No, but I read some books. Went to a few meetings. Not a big deal. This is uh, your. I should point out that you're on the floor right now at uh, Dean Del Rey's pad, who's Dean our guest Del today. Yeah. What's up, Dean? What's <laughs> happening, guys? Thanks for having us over. Yeah, I like how uh, you got. Hey, you guys want to do my podcast? Yeah. Okay, we're doing it at your house on your equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so hey, we're using our recorder, yeah. but the rest of the equipment's here. It's a half and half. <laughs> I brought my own mic. It's yeah. a half and half, but not like one at the. Uh, yeah, it's uh, crossover. We're awesome. in the Let There Be Talk studios. Yeah, yeah. Doing occasionally awesome. For Someday. those of you that have never been to Dean Del Rey's apartment, it's it's your your friend's older brother's place. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. rock posters and belt buckles and guitars and motorcycle shit. Yeah, it's and, and, and like, black on brown. Everything's yeah, like everything's black leather, dark, dark brown. There's no there's no evidence of a woman woman's touch in here on any level. It feels this like a, like a rock and roll steakhouse. Yeah, this is <laughs> 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 it feels like where we are. Yeah, that's a good wo- name for a podcast, right? Rock, like and, rock roll and roll steakhouse. steakhouse. This is good. the waiting room of a rock and roll steakhouse. Like a yeah. uh, party of twenty, we're ready to rock you over to your table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny is I had Jason Galern in here and he uh um, Gross. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, um, you know, uh you, you say you're broke and stuff, but this looks like you're doing pretty good. I'm like, there's nothing in here. Yeah. How does this look like you're doing good? There's yeah. nothing in here. Yeah, yeah. Just, you just have, like, y- your stuff looks nice, and you live in, like, a good part of town. Right. So people are like, what are you, loaded? Yeah, it's you're so like, funny. no, I just know how to live. I got a TV from the 80s that I'm trying to sell on Craigslist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sal, you got to give that away. I know, right? Cra- the people I'm hoping who- some girl moves here from, like, Oklahoma. I got no TV. Yeah. Goes to Craigslist, doesn't know. She That's the best part about L.A. is you can be broke and live in the hills. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm living off someone else's mansion life. Yeah, seriously. That's the the best part about people who don't live in L.A. You don't realize you can be broke as shit, but if you're just cool, (laughs) someone's like, yeah, man, crash on my pad. I live in the hills. There's always something that can be worked out. Yeah. Yeah. I know tons of people that are like, I don't make any money, but I live in this sick-ass guest house. I have access to their pool, da-da-da-da-da. And they just get by. The longer you live here, the more people you end up knowing that end up like hooking you up with stuff that you need. It's all word of mouth. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I and if you're cool, yeah. people will do it for you. I, I, my dream is to have one where like I just clean the pool and mow the lawns and shit and live free. I've yet to find that one. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the yeah. maintenance and stuff or errands for the guy. Who Wait, owns I the feel like the real key is just finding the right guy with the right ex-wife. Right. Like, it's all about a dude who got divorced and hates her. And it's just like, man, you can stay here. Just hang out. Like, a guy that just, like, was like, man, fuck that bitch. He just wants a guy to sit around and be like, no, then the whore took everything. It's like, you want to just get some food? Like, you need yeah. a dude yeah. to get some pizza to watch There's some football. There's dudes out there like that. They've oh, been yeah. trampled, and, and I'm there like... Uh, their midlife crisis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you exactly. get them in motorcycles yeah, and yeah, shit. Like, you know so what you need, bro? A Harley. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go everything. ride Malibu. Yeah. You know where to buy all the mistakes they're about to make. I do. I yeah. do. Isn't yeah. that weird? You're <laughs> a midlife crisis broker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's That'd be a good gig, right? It would. Yeah. People call up like, hey, you're in your 50s or maybe late 40s. You just got divorced. You have no idea what's cool. Yeah. You call me. You're yeah. a fixer. You the right you're stores, the Ray Donovan of midlife crisis. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah, a fixer. I'm not saying I'm cool, but I know where to get the cool shit. You help Stella saying. get her groove back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's basically what you do. You're like, dude, your clothes are lame. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that on the way up here. Is you sound exactly the same when you say something sucks as when you say something's cool. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, I don't know. I'll be like, what about this band? You're like, yeah, buddy, that band sucks shit, yeah. dude. <laughs> like, like, I don't oh, know. I don't know what's terrible. <laughs> oh, they're awesome. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's coming on any level. Yeah, yeah. It's complete surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I have to listen to the words. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it's funny. Is like, I don't even notice how I talk. And, <laughs> and, and it's obviously it affects everyone because they're like, you know, I turn the corner. As soon as I leave, I can hear them. Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like That's I'm an great, adult though. Spicoli. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'm a few notches back from Spicoli, though. I I'm think not like, whoa. To a, to a certain degree, in the same way with that when Brody's around, we all talk like Brody Stevens. Yep. When you're around, I definitely am like, what's up? <laughs> like, it's a little. Yeah. I'm much more likely to pretend to make, I make guitar solo noises only when I'm around you. Like, I don't do that around any other people, but as soon as I see you, I put my hands in air guitar pose, and I'm like, (laughs) I've started saying killer more. I'll be like, that's killer. (laughs) And I'm like, that's what Dean says. (laughs) You know, the problem problem with me is I'm I'm never got out of the eighth grade. Yeah. That's That's not a problem if you're a comedian. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I... And I figured it out eighth, ninth grade. Everything I fell in love with is in this house right now, and I still like it like it was yesterday. Yeah, like wow. when you came over, I was just playing cheap trick on record. Right. You know? If you just hang in there, everything comes back around. Yeah, it's true. It's like looks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just pulled those vans out of my closet. Yeah. Those are five years old. And here they are back again. Dude, Van, I can remember this. There was a time when vans were, A, not terribly available and not cool. Oh, at all. They yeah. were they were on. There the- were no van stores left. There was like one. Yeah. 
And you couldn't buy that shit. Like, people didn't like it. I they, remember they weren't f- doing anything special with them. It was just, like, regular old vans. The first yeah. guy I saw wearing them again when it started to become cool was Dave Grohl. It was probably exactly. 2000, 2001. I went to go see, maybe I forget, a band at the, at, at the Palladium. And Dave Grohl had on slip-on vans, and I was like, all right, all right, man, all right. Yeah, I know a lot of Long Beach bikers. I ride oh, yeah. motorcycles. And Long Beach bikers look as white T-shirt, uh... Like uh, skinny jeans, not necessarily like skinny hipster, but like, the, you know, this jean or something and the, and a van and vans black and high top. That's been the fucking look at that's Long look, Beach yeah. since like the 80s, because it's like you were basically rode a Harley to get down to the skate park or, or the, the pipe that you know about. Yeah. Or pool. And then you skated, and then you got back on your bike and rode out of there. That is the long, like when I think of like the Long Beach grease monkey look. It's like red band, like bandana in the pocket, dark jeans, black high top vans, skate deck, independent trucks, Spitfire yep. wheels, guys. And I that's why that. those shoes are cool look. again. What's that? That's why those shoes are cool again because they have like there's the retro thing, but it's also it also taps into the, like a lifestyle. It really like does. Those guys live. They just wear those shoes all day, yeah. every day, every year. That's it, man. They never change. And, and, you know, like, I'm a California junkie. Yeah. Like, I love everything. All three yeah, of us are from too. here. I fucking me love too. everything about California, man. It's mind-boggling. I love the flag. I'm obsessed with the flag. I love it. I bear. wanted to get it tattooed on me, the bear and the whatever. So but, I. like, a lot of people have it now. I keep seeing it. Yeah. I love the flag. Uh, I love the uh, late 70s skate with the music. Yeah. The skating, the shoe, the look. Also, the rock, the band's. Yeah. And then the motorcycle culture. Uh, California had the best. It had all the best motorcycles. It's still a free space. I You're still because it's a huge state. There's tons and tons of room. It's like two states. It really is. Put yeah. into one, really. Yeah. Like it's if you in, drive up uh, from the one th- to like say all the way to the Oregon border, there's a lot of room. Yeah, there's a lot of room <laughs> oh, to yeah. do a lot of weird shit if you want to. That's right. So you yeah. kind of just like I'm gonna go be weird as hell, and there's space for you to do that. I'll never leave California. Yeah, me neither. I love New York only like for two months a year. And I mostly love it because the women there, the style, the look. Like I love California, the, the look of the dudes and everything. Not in a gay way, but you know what I mean. Even but if the you, even if it is chick, that way, I'm not a big fan of. You know, you're not. I don't even know what that is. The California yeah. chick. Well, yeah. yeah. What part of California? Right. Is it Southern right. California, right. blonde, surfery. Right. Northern California, real kind of granola, androgynous, yeah, yeah. I don't like hipstery. That. Central California, methed out fucking whore. Yeah, you got all the looks. <laughs> Beach, California, would probably be good for me. Like, uh, yeah, really. Like kind, of, I like kind of natural. Hot. See, like I, in a weird way, I dress sort of like a lo- the Long Beach style you a do. little bit. Uh, how, mm-hmm. But then, like, I don't love how the chicks look. Exactly, I don't either. Pin up. Yeah, Everyone I don't want to be Betty Page. I don't want a huge back piece tattoo. I don't want to fuck myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, I'm covered in tattoos. Yeah. I don't want to be looking around. Yeah. Would I feel like I'd be like, "You like that, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> bro. Yeah. Hey, me, you into this? Yeah. <laughs> like, am I jerking off right now? Yeah, or is yeah, there a girl yeah, here? Right, you know. Yeah, like I don't like like I want, one time I worked on a show and there was like a really cute rockabilly girl who was an extra. We were kind of like, you know, looking at each other, whatever. And my friend was like, you get her number? I was like, nah. 
I don't know if I can date a full rockabilly. That's a bit of a life. It really is. That's a full life it's decision. A whole lifestyle, I've yeah. never fucked a rockabilly chick because I've never looked like Fonzie. Yeah, you got to have that look you gotta down. Have they do not go outside no. the circle. No. Ever. Yeah. And it's, it's almost specific. like I love like Armenian girls, uh, like not not the cheesy ones, but they don't go. They can't go outside of the circle. Yeah, they rarely. You rarely see them date outside. Well, of, they can't because they, you know, their family's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. You know, they can, they can fuck around outside, but you might dig the chick, and then you like can't my family. Right. But I met a kid the other day who was dating a, a Persian girl. And he was like, yeah, man, she's awesome. She won't let me meet her family. I go, yeah, and she never will, bro. So enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. I go, that's not going anywhere. Yeah, those cultures run like super deep, man. They're just like, you got to stay in the religion. You got to stay in the the ethnicity. They're fucking racists. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially what we're discussing. They want to keep it clean. Essentially, we're discussing racism. (laughs) Now, if we were in any way talking about people that look like me, per se, or Dean, we'd be discussing white supremacy. But another, we're like, they're just serious about their culture. Or they're just really racist. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I you know, I, I love clothes and and looks. I mean that like the three of us. Like I love you guys. The three of us. We talk. It's so funny. We're at the comedy store. We'll talk rock. Yeah. Skateboards. Right. Clothing. Yeah. And like you and I watches and music. you and I music. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. and it's like. Uh, that that's how we bond, and then you you really realize, oh, these guys are cool, you know. And you, I always say, usually the comedy's going to be great from that, and they're going to be into like you and I went and saw Rollins speak. Yeah, go, go do cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of like, dude, let's get the busy. I know? mean, you you got to find friends, and if you're going to do comedy, you're going to be doing it almost every night of the week, and yep. you're you're forced to hang out with. You know, strangers at first. You need a group, and you yeah, do. you you're gonna you you kind of have to be friends with a lot of people because you see them a lot. So then you end up picking out like you wouldn't like high school. You're like, where are the like-minded ones? It's That's exactly. I, it. I don't want to sit around and fucking talk about football and baseball. I'll sit there and listen until someone else shows up. Yeah, yeah. I can be like, dude, did you get the new Jake Bug album? You yeah. know, we can talk about that because I don't give a shit about what's happening and it's true and uh, so much shit. I talked about that on Pete Holmes' podcast. It's just kind of like, oh, here's some guys into something cool, and then it's like, finally, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. when you're first starting out, it's so uncomfortable. You're just hanging with anyone that'll talk to you. Uh-huh. And then you get into a group, and I realize later, oh, this might be the wrong group for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, I've seen that where people will get in the wrong group for a little while, and you're like, oh, yeah, you're you're in the wrong group for there for a minute. <laughs> it's so clicky. I love it. It is, right? <laughs> it's so high school. <laughs> and you ha- uh, it's just important to find somewhere to belong because it's such a solitary job yeah you know everything is you're doing it on your own yeah you need a support group yeah you have to have a social circle just to get through sometimes and that's yeah, why I mean, can you and imagine, also can you imagine if i do. showed up with a rockabilly girl it'd be like what the hell oh yeah if you <laughs> like, showed up with a rockabilly girl, it wouldn't be though, too surprising it wouldn't be, yeah totally i just i you know what i, I always think like i dated a Mexican girl for five years. She love was awesome, that. But her family hated me. Oh yeah, or not all of them, but a lot of them. And I love Mexican girls. So white. And I'm so <laughs> white, and it was just like they didn't hate me. But you could tell they were just non. They were nonplussed. On my, <laughs> yeah. And it's like I feel the same thing. It's like her rockabilly friends would just be like, nope. Those aren't the right shoes, bro. Yeah. Like I just like I I'd feel I'd have to like do my hair different when we were gonna go hang out with their friends. Yeah, you'd it's have like, to uh, be like a like barber ska. for you a living. You gotta have a rotary phone. Yeah. 
You got to yeah. be really good at pool. You got to yeah. play pool like yeah, a motherfucker. And and you're and also don't forget you got to have an old truck with no AC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like a two door pickup. I don't yeah. want to be ashamed of my iPhone five. Like, yeah, I, I, guys, can we just? It seems prohibitive. Yeah. Like it seems to make life harder. I understand if you're into a look. I totally am because I I'm into a look and stuff, but the way they shun other looks is hilarious you know and and then it's like i always see a guy that'll get sucked into that culture yeah they'll have like two <laughs> tattoos and then about six months later you run into the guy oh yeah and he's got like uh four or five anchors on him yeah a couple <laughs> pinup girls and yeah. then full-blown perfect you know a hairdo with uh like uh with a toothpick in his ear got the royal crown even though it's the worst uh which one is that that's that royal crown pomade that's all greasy that's like one they use you know there's nothing you can really if you got into rockabilly just to make friends you could fuck around and get way too many tattoos way too fast yeah you can oh yeah yeah which you know, shit the thing that about you don't rockabilly even... too, there's only like five bands they listen to, like Social yeah, Distortion's the president. Music. Yeah. There's not. Buck Owens or something. Yeah. There's a lot of like underground, like Reverend new Horton stuff. Heat. Reverend Horton Heat. But yeah, yeah, they don't have like a deep catalog of shit they can get. Doesn't to. seem to be a lot of new bands coming out. Yeah. No I mean, one... I'd be into it if there were. Yeah. yeah. Zoot Suit Riot. Yeah, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to tell myself that I still like the squirrel nut zippers. Let's have oh a conversation. Jimmy Iovine was genius on that. Uh, Jimmy Iovine, who owns Interscope, yeah, is yeah. a genius. Yeah. But he, like, he captured just for one minute. He's like, uh-oh, swings kind of in. Yeah. He signed, like, nine of the bands, like Royal Crown Review, yeah. uh, Zoot Suit Riot. Who are those Brian guys? Setzer. Cherry Pop and Daddies. Cherry Pop and Daddies. Brian mm. Setzer Orchestra. Yeah. One uh, album deals. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and, and just made... Probably a hundred million bucks in a summer. <laughs> yeah. To see you later, guys. We're done with yeah, you. Yeah, it was there and gone before you oh, knew it. it oh my god, it came and went so fast. Yeah, I remember. You're like, hey, the swing thing. Oh wait, it's gone. Well, swing. I remember there's a, the bar Smalls in uh, on. It's right there on uh, Gower and uh, Melrose. It's something else now. It changed uh-huh. a couple times, but that became a full blown swing bar all of a sudden. Yeah, for like a year. Everyone I know. Took swing lessons. Everyone in the world that I've, I've ever met. Shitting on rockabilly on this podcast. I know where did that come from. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, hey, I do. I took guys. a swing lesson. It's, it was it started just, with it's a pretty cool culture. Well, you have motherfuckers. You <laughs> have to. The thing was, people. I was talking to someone. They're like, God, swing was really big here. I was like, Well, anything that's an excuse to dance with girls. You could go fucking dance with a girl. Yep. You could go to a club and the girls were there. They were cute. They wanted to dance. The dancing because they were they didn't they were like oh you're not gonna like freak my ass like at some like yeah. whatever. And club. you know how cool and cultured you seem if you're yeah. like you're early on in a relationship. You're like hey I know what we're doing this weekend. We're gonna take swing lessons. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god, this guy's into such cool stuff. My buddy Justin went. He he was the only one. He was a year older than us, so he was old enough to get into the Dresden or where uh, what was the place on Vermont. Brown Brown Derby? The Brown Derby. The, the, no, yeah. just the just Derby. Derby. Oh, the yeah. Derby, right. He was yeah. the only one of our friends old enough to, to get swing in. swing there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and he would go, he literally went every day for like three years. Man. Wow. He's really, really good. But I still. want a rockabilly chick. You know what I mean? Like, I like that look of like, like I mean, I love the chick on Mad Men. Um, well, they're classy looking. Oh, God. The girl on Mad Men with the orange hair. Yeah. Christina Hendricks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's. I like old 50s style women look, not like, you know, 
cook me dinner bitch stuff, but I'm yeah. saying like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> cook me dinner bitch. You know Not I mean? like cook me dinner bitch. But though. like if you watch Raging Bull and you see Jake LaMotta's wife on that, the lady that plays his wife, just yeah. fucking stellar. Yeah. You know, that kind of hot woman. Uh, and New York has a lot of uh, girls that dress really kick ass. The women in New York, the thing I've noticed is like you'll see hot women that don't look, they're not actresses. They yeah. just have a job. Oh. So Dream, much. right? Yeah. You're like, like where you are you going work? right now with that briefcase? Yeah. <laughs> I will follow you yeah, home. Yeah, they have like a direction in life. They're yeah. confident, <laughs> they comfortable. They went to NYU. Yeah. yeah they, they don't need you. <laughs> they don't need you at all. You, know what you I mean? are not impressive at yeah. all. Which helps, helps you because then you're kind of like, oh, okay, you have your own life. You're not just going to morph into mine. Do you have any yeah. tattoos of girls? Like a pinup? I do have one, yeah. But I always love the classic pinup girl. Uh, I got one right here. Okay. And a, an old school guy did it, Henry Goldfield, who tattooed every sailor on the planet in San Francisco oh, wow. on Broadway because that would be Fleet Week and they'd come in. And, but he was incredible. He wasn't just. So I was like, I got to get a. And that's what he does. So if you go to a tattoo guy, say you want a, a mural like I wanted uh, Bon Scott. Yeah. You find the best guy yeah, for yeah. that. I wanted a pinup classic. I found the best guy. He's been uh-huh. doing it since the 50s. Yeah, people stick with the same person a lot, which doesn't make sense. It doesn't because you if you're doing different styles, everyone and stuff, has a specialty. Yeah, yeah, you gotta go to a guy that like one guy does murals. Oh fuck, this is the guy to go to. I'm trying to find the best Tasmanian devil artist out there. Hey, get at me. Get at me. Like the cartoon? <laughs> that was gonna be my first tattoo. <laughs> oh, is that funny? There is a dude in my high school that got a Tasmanian devil dressed as a cholo and he's whiter than I am. Wow. wow. That's like those old T-shirts they used to have. Yep. With bugs and whoever yeah. dresses got like gangsters. Cholo Tasmanian Devil. That's Jeez. hilarious. It might have said USMC underneath it. He might have been a Marine. Wow. Oh, I was going to get Tasmanian Devil. When I was 18, my mom knew Lyle Tuttle, who is a, a big tattoo guy in San Fran. So I said, I want to get a tattoo. And she said, well, if you're getting one, I'm going with you, and you're going to go to my friend. Like, but, Mom, I yeah. want to go by myself. I didn't give a fuck where I was going. I was like, <laughs> yeah. we're getting one. And I remember we went there, and they were like cash only, and it was like 11 at night. Oh, and I wow. was like, I'm getting Tasmanian Devil. And uh, the guy goes, nah, cash only. And my mom's like, well, I know Lyle. He owns the shop. And he's like, I don't care. And I didn't get it. And two years later, I started getting tattoos. So I don't have Tasmanian Devil. Thank God. Dude, wow. you should definitely get it still. No. Why not? Tasmanian. Get like a little, a tiny one. No, you know what I want? Tasmanian get? Devil doing stand-up brick wall in the background. I want to get the <laughs> Evil Knievel lunchbox is what I want to get next. Not What's bad. on that one? It's just him jumping. It's yeah, a, it's I, him I'm getting jumping. a lunchbox. Yeah. Right, oh, and my I'm lunchbox. <laughs> That's great. Like the 70s lunchbox. I don't know what I want next. Yeah. I kind of want stuff that's stupid now. Yeah. Yeah, those are cool. Those are cool. I want something like I have this dumb football helmet and part of me wants to tattoo party over the top of it. Oh, you told me that. I can't believe you haven't done it yet. It's <laughs> <laughs> so great. Let's all go get tattoos after this. <laughs> yeah. Well, the problem is asking. I don't have the right friends to get a real family. Should I do this? You should definitely do yeah, that. everyone's going to say They have yeah. just as much invested in it being a mistake as they do having it yeah. to be the right yeah. thing to do. Dude, we told Christy to go get party tattoo. <laughs> get that, dude. Holy <laughs> shit, he looks dumb. It's awesome. Did, uh, Nick, are you going to get any more? What do you got, one? I got two. Two, and then you're done? Oh, no, I want to get more. I'm yeah. just not going to get covered in You're going to get way more. 
I will get way more, just not to where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to go neck tattoos, anything no. like stupid. You know, I call a neck tattoo a whore scoreboard. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it's usually chicks names and then crossed off. Also, neck tattoo equals minimum wage for life. Unless you're a tattoo artist. <laughs> yeah. Unless yeah, right. you, if you own a record shop or work at one or if you're Bike a tattoo builder. artist or Bike a musician. Builder. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. are the only I love when I see 18 year olds with neck tattoos. Yeah. And I'm like, this is what, your third tattoo and you're already going neck? Yeah. When I was, I'm 47, and I always tell this story. When I got tattooed in the 80s, I remember when you got it, it was like no, it meant no more real job ever. You're it was not a decision. Get, you're not getting, and that was like dangerous thinking like, I don't give a fuck. I'm playing rock for the rest of my life. Yeah. And if I'm not, I'll be dead. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> Put them on. You when I mean? got my first one, I was in art school. And I remember same. I thought of it as the t at the time. I was like, I'm not going to have a regular job. And that's how dangerous it was back then. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, well, you're stepping out of society. Uh -huh. yeah. And it was real deal. I remember I got it. The first one I got was this big skull. Right. And I they, like the next day I was walking around. People are like, whoa. You know, I mean, a few guys had them like Guns and Roses and, yeah. you know, and Motley Crue, but not guys in the neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now I, everyone just has oh, a it's tattoo. Just a, it's a costume now. Yeah. I don't even see my tattoos. Yeah, me ever, neither. Ever. Like, I never like, oh, yeah. I mean, they've just been there so long. I don't notice them. And then people will because I don't look like I'm going to I don't have I don't look like I'm going to have any. Right. How so many people, you have like six, eight, ten or something? Ten or something. <laughs> I think 10 now. Yeah. And uh, but like I routinely people that know have known me a little while and haven't seen him are like, you don't look like you'd have tattoos. And I, I honestly never notice them ever. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, don't. I remember when I used to get them, I would look at every line. Oh, that line's a little. Yeah. yeah. You know, I got to have him touch that up. Now yeah. it's like, nah. all right, thanks, man. Yeah, see you later. Yeah, I just right. got one. Like, come back for touch it. I don't need to. I just yeah. got one a month <laughs> okay. ago, yeah. and the guy I was in there getting it, and he was saying, he's like, "What do you think?" I was like, "That ah, looks fine, buddy." And yeah. then he was like, "You do? We should touch it." So everyone was like, "Nope." Yeah, I know, right? Just leave it how it is, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. I'll tell you a, a horrible tattoo story. The first <laughs> one I got was from one of the best guys. This guy Goldfield in San Francisco, uh -huh. and he was the best man. Like early in the uh, late '80s. Besides, down here, everybody was going to a guy named Robert Benedetti who was the owner of Sunset Tattoo, who I, I told you I'm going to have my, my podcast, because yeah. he tattooed like Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses. He did the famous Axl Rose tattoos. And those were like really intricate. intricate those were really know, the, iconic. The, yeah, the cross and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I go there, I get the first one from this guy, and it's primo. And like three days later, I got the fever again. I got I, I call him up. He's like, dude, I'm three booked. days later. I was just like, let's wow. get another one, you know, because I yeah. thought it was going to hurt really bad. And then when you get your first one up in here, in yeah, it doesn't arm, hurt at all. Not at all. You're yeah, like, your shoulder's what? not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it hurts on your fucking side of your belly. God oh, yeah. Damn. Your ribs or whatever. Fuck. I imagine. Yeah. So I call him and he goes, yeah, uh, I'm booked, dude, for two weeks. You can't just call me up, you know, <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. So I just opened the fucking phone book now this guy uh, i figured everybody was the same yeah. this guy looks good i drove up to this place in guerneville up there in russian river uh -huh. and got what i called the bearded woman 
<laughs> Could be the worst tattoo ever. Wow. It was a woman with long hair, kind of like a chola, yeah. with roses in her hair. And I go, that, I want that. That's, it looks good. It was really like, because I loved kind of like. Uh, you just picked it off a wall? Like yeah, a flash and it was oh. kind of uh, a, a, a more of the theme of like uh, sailor stuff. It was like a, a woman with, uh, you know, roses in her hair. Uh-huh. I remember the guy put it on me, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm first of all I remember he was done in like an hour, and I was, the other guy took like four. Yeah. I was like an hour, and this piece is twice the size. Bad sign. Uh-oh. And I remember I looked in the mirror, and I was like, "Oh, thanks," and I walked out oh, mortified. Yeah, that's on my body forever. <laughs> and it was, and I remember my bu- my bro goes, "Uh, yeah, cool, man," and he didn't say anything, and I and I was looking at it, and he goes. I go, it looks like she has a beard because the guy didn't know how to shade. So oh, the man. shading oh. was wrong and it looked like an actual bearded woman, oh, which at God. the time now I wish I kept it because it <laughs> kind of be like the bearded woman at a circus. Dude, that would be dope. But I was like, th- I got to fix this right away. So I called my guy and he goes, no, nah, man, I don't uh, fix people's fucking bullshit. Should have waited for me. And I was like, oh, no. Dude. So I called Sunset Tattoo in L.A. And the guy said, Greg James goes, yeah, I'll fix it. Come down so to drive all the way to L.A. I drove to L.A. immediately. I had to get this off my arm, I, you know, because that was back during the sleeveless shirt era. You know? <laughs> <laughs> era. You know what I mean? I it, yeah. You so, couldn't buy a sleeve shirt anywhere. Was it other? They didn't sell them. If you wore sleeves. Was it other people? It was illegal. Yeah. Was it other people's era of sleeveless shirts or was this just a Dean Delray <laughs> area? <laughs> so. I fly in. Yeah, it was a presidential <laughs> term. I fly in and he hard tur- to find in a history he book. Turns yeah. the, he covers the woman's face completely into a skeleton. Yeah. And, and I remember right when he was finishing, he goes, "Killing this bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Tattoo artists are the best. That's what Dude. he said. Killing this bitch. They're either the best or the worst. That's yeah. right. Listen to their conversations. Sometimes you're just oh. like, "Did you?" Fucking drop out of the fifth grade. It's kind of like <laughs> where we get our haircut. We won't mention it. But yeah, that yeah. Guy, uh, Oh yeah. C- Sometimes you're like, oh my god. I'll c- mention it because I don't fucking go there anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh no, really? Dude, I had a guy. I had that dude. T- he took a cigarette break in the middle of my fucking haircut. <laughs> That's like I've guy. got two and a half hours to kill, buddy. I know, yeah. right? And then he comes back. It just smells like nicotine. Yeah. You know, can- or like. Uh, like cigarette shit all over you. Which I don't even. I smoke too. Right. And I, I go there in the morning. I don't. I don't smoke in the morning. I don't even like that. I'm like, Look, oh. Sweeney Todd's. You do a good <laughs> high and tight. <laughs> but let's quicken the pace over there. Yeah. 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 Cigarette break in the long. middle of my haircut, bro. Yeah. I mean, talk about ultimate <laughs> hipster. Dude, you know? that's oh, not yeah. even old fashioned. That's some old fashioned shit that would lose you your job. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like. Also. Maybe I don't want to smell your cigarette all over me while you're cutting my hair. And maybe I don't want to look like a 1950s paper boy. If I say I don't want it that short, don't do it. They just dude. do it that short anyway? Yeah, they only do one haircut there. Yeah. Well, they do like this short, medium, like taper, fade, high and tight. Right. Yeah, okay. Nick's, Nick's hair looks great. He goes there. Yeah, I'm going to c- probably start going to another place, though. <laughs> oh, really? That girl at the Grove? No, she got fired. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, only because it uh, it's too busy now. It's like the wait too is so popular long. of a place. Right, it sucks. There's no there's no downtime. There's yeah. no like light time to go. That's the only because re- I love the haircuts. It's also cool. the haircut we're all getting. Everyone knows how to do now. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. true. People right. have figured it out. That whole yeah. barber shop thing is yeah. like people are just opening those types of shops now. Yeah. You know, it's great when this podcast comes out, the two women that listen to it are just be like, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> the two women, right? yeah. This is definitely the man episode. Yeah. Like, Dean Tattoos, Del Rey is the man episode. Haircuts. Yeah. The other day we finished an episode and I looked at Nick. I was like, we got to get a girl on this thing real quick, oh, dude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like really sword do. fed. It's just, yeah, it's a real sausage party over here. Well, I mean, you know, we're just like dudes that are into stuff though you know yeah. what i mean like you're into stuff it, it that's like a big bit i do now is there's no men anymore you know and like the three of us are we look different but we're all into man shit you yeah. know watches haircuts fucking clothes you know yeah i know i mean i just don't want to like be a part of the other dudes <laughs> Yeah. There's a type of dude I see him like oh, that's what I, I was talking to. I'm just not a, like a, an alpha male guy. Yeah, no. like I'm a guy and I yeah. like guy shit. I understand. You're I'm not just not one of those like like watch yeah. UFC I can't get stand in, that. talk about fights. Well, there's two different guys. I'm talking about like like to me the Long Beach biker guy that can pull over and just fucking fix your motor while you're broke down. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a guy to me, you know. I'm not That's like an old school dude. The guy I hate the most on the planet is the ex-frat guy who still carries that for life, you The know? bro. Yeah, the bro. Like the a lifelong everything's bro. Everything's a competition. Yeah. You know what I His mean? His neck tattoo would be a popped collar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's thing those like those motorcycle dudes are mellow dudes. They are. Cuz they've been yeah. In a fight recently They know they're not that fun So there's not a lot of talk That's right <laughs> Those frat dudes only know how to fight in groups I mean if you watch yeah. the outsiders Or when they're fucking wasted The outsiders still sticks with me for life The yeah. greasers against the socials uh-huh. The socials you know Yeah. I just like the guy that you know Like alright We can fucking get on these bikes And go to South D- Dakota today Or whatever Or we could just go see a killer concert here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. I just find it interesting. I've just known it's it shocks me that there's now a guy who's a bigger pussy than I am in the world. Like that's I want because even I'll see guys and be like, come on, bro. <laughs> like, let's come on. Hey, pick dude. yourself up. Yeah, like straight, stand up straight over there, guy. Like, come what's on. What's an example of that? What kind of? Well, yeah, especially you see it in, in some of the hipstery places where it's just like. So oh, they're just like nerdy, so affected and nerdy and sad. You're like, yeah. you're not this sad. You're just not like I just I don't buy it. This seems like an outfit. You're wearing an emotional outfit. Yeah. And even I'm like, come on, man, suck it up. Yeah. Suck yeah. it up a little. And yeah, for me, wa- like I yeah. was always to me, my look, especially when I was younger, I was always like to I thought that guy. Like, yeah. uh, like, oh, no, that's you're like the nerdy kind of nervous dude. And now I'm like, come on, come on, come on. Let's go. Let's go. It's nervous. And like a, a, the, a lot of them are, are too afraid to, like, take a stand on anything. Yeah. What's because it might seem like I don't want to sound, you know, racist, homophobic, misogynist. Yeah. Any, they just won't say they won't have a strong opinion about anything. Yeah. What, uh, like when I did Pete Holmes podcast, I really wanted to, like, tell a like a like my point of view on something and then if you don't like it okay then you don't like me but at least i have a point of view yeah instead of just being like a jellyfish rolling like i'm cool with Uh everything i wonder if that's like an la problem because everyone is kind of looking for someone who can help them that's right so you don't want to offend anyone in case in case that person can help you it's also a lot of like super liberal guilt to where like you don't even understand it you're just like 
I'm just going to take the side of not being offensive. I think that's more San Fran, and I think what Kev's talking about is more L.A. Like, I don't want to offend anybody because they might be in the room when I go to an audition. Yeah, yeah there's be, that element here. Yeah, yeah but San sure. Fran definitely takes on this, like, you know, oh, don't offend anybody. Everyone's a person. You I just I don't mean? know where you are then. It's like, well, what do you think? about? Yeah. It? Tell me something you think, man. What do you think about that? Do you think, like... How do you feel about apartheid? Do you think it sucks? Like, well, I mean, I don't know. It's like, well, then, dude, no. Yeah. There are things that are no. It's like, do you did you hate that movie? You could say that movie wasn't good. Yeah, it's weird. Like, if I say I don't like a style of comedy, it doesn't mean I don't like the person. Well, I notice uh, every you always see this. People are afraid to say they hate a TV show because you probably are standing near someone who knows someone who writes for it. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's like, because a lot of really smart comedians or writers on shitty ass comedies yeah Yeah. you know they're they're they brought i don't know what it is but bad tv comedy is chock full of very smart comedians and comedy writers and you won't want to be like dude that show sucks because they're like oh i write for that you're like oh okay well i don't think you suck but that show sucks i mean you know everybody has the same idea i think it's like when i was playing music you uh you go, man, when I get a record deal, I'm getting in there and I'm doing it my way. And yeah. that's how they think. When, when, uh-huh. If we, the three of us could write a show, boy, yeah. would it be different. And then all of a sudden you get in the room and they're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, here's your checks, but we want this. And you go, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Could you, you remove every to reference to cool check? music? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're like, yeah, you can't say that because uh, our company, that we, uh, Universal owns Universal Records. So we don't want to promote any Sony bands. So can you take care or change it to a Universal band? You're like, wow, well, uh, huh? Long bloodline. Yeah. You know, I, that's why I call it trap money. You get, you, they pay you so much. That you're just like, this money is so great. I guess I'll just keep my mouth shut for now. It's tough on, on the money thing. Like, uh, I mean, like sometimes I'm like, no, I, I'm, I'm not going to host. I don't host shows. And then well, we'll hop up for this money. I host you're shows. Like, I love hosting yeah. shows. All of a sudden, you know, because it sucks because I'm starving right now. Mm-hmm. And, you, you, you know, you don't want to be stupid. You don't want to be homeless. But you also have to guide your career in the right way. Yeah. You got to represent yourself how you want to be uh, presented. Yeah. That's what, so, like, a long, a long time ago that, you know, people had a huge problem with, like, doing commercials. That's right. Oh, yeah. Like, stand-ups were like, no, man, that, that shit ain't pure. I'm all yeah. about the art and whatever. Yeah. And I, I kind of, when I was, like, 18, 19, 20, I thought that, too. And I was yeah. like, yeah, dude, it's selling out. That's this and that. And then I had a realization um, where I'm like, wait a minute, would I rather do a Starbucks commercial or work, work yeah. at a Starbucks? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's the same thing. Same fucking yeah. thing. And I'm like, same thing. I need to find a commercial. Agent. People, my, I had tons of actor friends when I first started that didn't want to do, and they would be like, they would feel so weird telling me that. They'd be like, well, I don't want to you know, do commercials. Yeah. Well, game. Kevin and I <laughs> went and saw the king of punk rock, Henry Rollins. Uh-huh. And. And in that hour that he talked, he really enlightened me in some in a lot of ways. But one of them was, you know, uh, there's shitty stuff and that shitty stuff helps pay for the stuff to get made that we like. Yeah. So the Justin Bieber or the uh, the the Britney Spears or whatever, you might hate it. But without those, there's nothing because everything crumbles. They need a money generator. So yeah. stuff trickles down, and eventually White Stripes gets a deal. Yeah, if right. you love Sonic Youth, here's the deal. They don't sell records. They don't. But they still have a record deal. Yeah. 
And, and, and the they people that part work of at the record that company, does. they like Sonic Youth, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can't sign 40 Sonic Youths. Yeah, Paul <laughs> Thomas Anderson movies don't make a lot of money. Yeah. So the studio has to make lots of money doing other shit. Exactly. Like that. I mean, you know, I don't know. I But I, I, I didn't have a problem with selling out real early. Well, I was just like, I don't want to. Because, I mean, I never thought. Growing up, I never thought I would ever make any money at all. So the minute the fr- and the minute anyone was like, you know, you could make a lot of money doing this, I was like, oh, I should do that uh-huh. because I just I want to be able to not have a regular job. It and was it, all, it, I always just waited against having the kind of life I saw everyone else I knew having it there, and it seemed really difficult. They seemed to not like it, so I was like, I'm just gonna do anything I can to not do that. Yep, because they don't seem gonna, to like it a lot. If when you're working towards what you want to do, like you're gonna do a lot of bullshit to get there, like jobs you don't yeah. want, jobs you right. hate. So you might as well do the ones that free up the most time also, comedians, to get you there. Yeah. Comedians look at like staff writing as like not selling out. Like a lot of comics look, but it's like. Which is bullshit. These yeah. shows are terrible. Yeah. So yeah. like, well, okay, well, at least I didn't spend 80 hours this week making something I'm not proud yeah. of. Oh, you disappear too as a comedian. The hours well, are crazy. What, what's it's your fucking, so hard. What's your goal? I mean, I see a lot of people with different, different goals. Uh, I think if you're doing a commercial. But you're doing comedy that you want to do at night that represents yourself. Good. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a commercial and then all of a sudden you go, well, my comedy isn't really popping. I think what really happens uh, to get famous, I need to be goofy or something. And then you just start being a fucking piece of shit. Then that's different, you know. But if you're doing your comedy, but commercials, whatever, you know, it's like you're getting money to keep spreading your word of what you're doing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, they're not really related in any way. No. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I've, I I would have no problem making fun of a company or doing a bit about a company I've done a commercial for. I don't care. Yeah, I've, they're I've not bits the same. on, on and the ad- advertising and all that stuff. And then the very next day, I'm out fucking like put a smile on my face. Wendy's is delicious. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before. If, you're, if you watch, a, if you're fooled by commercials, you're an idiot. Like, if you watch commercials and think the people in there aren't acting, if you're, like, somehow, like, wait, they lied? (laughs) If you think that's the burger you're going to get, if you think ExxonMobil is working to help the environment, like, if you... Ever. I I mean, if you think those, like, buy local things, they put... I saw a thing the other day, it was, like, it it was basically a, a label you look for on all your food that tells you, like, they went out of their way. To like make it healthy, but it's all like the General Mills companies. I'm like, if you believe that, yeah, you yeah. deserve what you get, my friend. Like yeah, when yeah. when natural and organic became the thing. Yeah. yeah, every single company started coming out with versions of the same product, and the only difference were the the boxes were green and brown. It's yeah. just so a it way to make natural. more money. They're loving oh, it. This came out of right out of the ground. They're like, this is a gold mine. Oh, we they charge two dollars more. Like the too. word natural means nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is all natural. You're like, so what? It wasn't. It's not synthetic. It's not plastic food. If yeah. you don't know what they're lying mean? to you, you deserve to be lied to. Oh yeah. Because my God, you're believing a shitty lie. That yeah. they're barely even trying to like. I, mean, I think, come on, man. I think ninety percent of the people don't give a fuck. I don't. Yeah, yeah I don't. You've think, been out in America. I think people just go, "Is it cheap?" Yeah, then I'll take that. That's right. Like right yeah. now, I don't eat fast food, but I have no money, so it's like, well. Taco Bell, two tacos for a dollar. That's where I'm eating right yeah, now. Yeah, no right. one eats I, that stuff because it's their first choice. They Frank, don't. There is some shit at Taco it's Bell. It's literally really everywhere, good. and it's dirt fucking cheap. Yeah. yeah and, and it's so weird how fast I put on, like, nine pounds. Immediately. <laughs> like, 
you know, and I'm I'm only eating like two bean and cheese burritos at Taco Bell. That's yeah. two bucks. And that gets me through the whole day. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden I go, man, I'm fat as fuck. Yeah, you <laughs> you feel like shit. And you're going day, like, yeah. oh, here comes Oklahoma out of the top of my fucking top button right here. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in college, it was when they first started the McDonald's 39 cent hamburger. Oh, 49 man, cent I remember cheese. that. Yeah. That's back when I used to eat fast food. But they had a limit. You could only buy 20. So I'd buy 20 and I'd freeze a bunch. And that was about a, that's about all the food I needed for a week. Whole thing cost me like seven bucks or eight bucks. My buddy and I when back when they did that 29 cent hamburgers, 39 cheeseburgers. cheeseburgers, both of us would go. I'm like, you get the 20 hamburgers. I'll get the 20 <laughs> cheeseburgers. And we would just stock up and play Warcraft like through the fucking night, like fucking Guys nerdy teenagers. Hey, let me tell yeah. you something. It was great, dude. I had a record deal. And people think, oh, you got a record deal. You're going to be, you know, you're rich and stuff. What was your signing bonus? Uh, the, the signing bonus was just your got signed. Yeah. No way. Wow. Yeah. What label was it? Uh, Virgin. Okay. That's so cool. we're down here doing a record and each guy had a $10 a day per diem. Uh-huh. So this was the meal every day for months. Two seven layers, mm-hmm. no lettuce or tomato. Yeah, so five layers. Yeah, five layer. Okay. <laughs> I called it the Del Rey, the Del Five, the Del Five, <laughs> the Del Five, <laughs> mock Del Five. Yeah. And then at night, across the street from the whiskey, it's called Sunrise Gas now or something, but it was an AMPM. It's still there. There's a station. Mm-hmm. I'd get two AMPM burgers. Yeah. For two bucks. And that was what I ate every day on a rock and roll record deal. Wow. Dude. But that that's because that was like a demo deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're down there. They, you sign a demo deal. It's where it's not a full record deal yet. You go in the studio, you track a bunch of songs, and they figure uh, we're going to get co- fully commit. So that's months down here. The studio costs like 2500 a day. Whoa. And then our apartment, you know, we had an apartment was at the Magic Castle Hotel. Yeah. Right there on uh, uh, Hollywood Boulevard or whatever it is. Franklin or whatever. Franklin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that thing was like two fifty a day, so they're throwing big coin. But we got ten a day, a guy. That's insane. Like, why would they just not put you in a slightly less expensive place and then give you more money to eat food that won't kill you? Know, you? you don't <laughs> even look at that. You're like, I'm fine. I can I get to eat somewhere. You know, it's wow. like we're doing a record. That's what yeah. girls are for. That's what yeah. back then. Back then, yeah. You, know, that you was found like you found like a girl and they took care of you, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what that like Sunset Strip thing was. That's the Motley Crue. Uh, yeah. Uh, formula. Yeah. Uh-huh. You meet girls at the shows and they buy you food and jackets and uh, <laughs> yeah. and gas for yeah. your van. And you can crash at their place. Yep. And you, you get some booty or wait whatever. Wait a minute. Let's start a band, guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sure all comedy uh, comedians at the store back then had the same format. Oh, going yeah. Too. You bet. cannot get that format now. Somehow the chicks. No. A long time ago, got really burned, and they're still <laughs> sending the memo. Right. Stay away from musicians. Especially with comedy now, there is no rock and roll element to comedy anymore. Yeah. At yeah. all. Yeah, people think you just go on, you tell jokes, you walk off, and it's BJ City. Oh, people yeah. People ask me that all the time. They're like, do you get hit on by girls? I go, no. Dude, you fucking I go, like- first of all, no. Yeah. And if one did, I would be disgusted by her. Oh, well, it's so weird because that whole thing of, oh, uh, 
Uh, what a woman really wants is a guy that makes her laugh. It's such a lie. Right after he cashes a huge check. It yeah. is. A, it is bullshit. <laughs> it is because yeah. it's one of maybe top three or four things. I mean, but you know what's what 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 it is for girls is that like when they're enamored by a really good looking guy, he's gonna be funny no yeah. matter what he says. <laughs> yeah. Just because they're like, oh, he's so pretty. Yeah, they laugh. Anything the, the douchebag says, he's hilarious. No, he's not. Well, imagine you just can't okay, stop looking. Say at you found a the reason it doesn't make sense is say you saw a comic you liked. You're like, I think that person's really funny. Mm. Now I'm gonna go see their act every single day. Ugh. Yeah, you know what you're funny. gonna get sick of that person's comedy. Yeah. yeah. So the notion that you should somehow hitch your wagon to someone because they make you laugh is a terrible fucking idea. <laughs> also, they're not funny at home. No. Dark, oh, yeah. Real dark. Yeah. I'm a very quiet person at home. Yeah. yeah Everyone. Everyone tends to notice that and find it slightly disturbing. I t- of, <laughs> seems to me the amount of times the girls have told me they're like, "You're so unlike the way you are on stage." Yeah, it's, well, it's, come up with fifteen bucks and I'll turn it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't. My get it. I always tell them like. Would you want me to be funny twenty four hours a day? Yeah, you would hate me. I have no money to have a girlfriend. None. It's true. You it's quite expensive. You cannot have a girlfriend. Later on, once you trap them in, like, I got to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm broke. Well, that's not true. You just find a girl that doesn't give a shit about that. Uh, that no, I'm saying initially you need to go somewhere with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta the first like, couple months are pretty expensive. Yeah, dude. they are. You can't just be like, oh, what do you say? You just come over to my house. <laughs> my move was always like, let's go get a drink. Okay, but your move was some early some early to mid-20 shit when everyone's broke. Yeah. You're also very tall. Yeah. Okay. And so they're willing to do the, and you have a you bit got of a hipster vibe. Too. You can honestly get away with that way more in the hipster situations. Well, let me tell, let me back it up. When I looked good, I could get away. With that. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever, don't ever confuse it, Nick, because I never spent a nickel on dates okay. back in the day. I like this, yeah. this side of Dean. Oh yeah, but now it's like. So what did you back in the day describe what you look like? Oh well, it's up there on the walls there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I yeah, see Axel Rose. If you see Axel, that's me next to Axel Rose. So, Where? Right there. There's two photos. See, there. Okay, not the big photo, Axel. Go to the next row. Not that Axel, the other Axel. See, oh, photo. down. I see it. That's me right there. This is great for a podcast right now. We're just like, pointing at pictures on a wall. <laughs> We're like, what? Where? Where? We're now oh, reading a pop-up So book. you kind of looked a little like Axel Rose. Yeah, yeah. Like Bill Burr says, I look like a, uh, like... An in shape rock star, cause I kind of, cause I swung hammers. I worked some construction, oh, wow. so my body was pretty good in shape. <laughs> you know what I mean? And great. then I was outside all the time, so I was tan, yeah, which was weird, cause I don't like the sun at all. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then I was just skinny for twenty years. Wow. And then one day you're just like, whoa, I look like shit. <laughs> I, you know, like I remember around thirty two. I wore a 28 pant waist. 28? That's like unhealthy, Finn. No, when I was, a, you know, forever as a rock guy. Wow. And then one day I was like, I better get 30. You know, I remember I was buying some 501s. I got a 30. Uh-huh. I wore this for about six months. And I was like, yeah, 32 feels better on the bike. Whoa. <laughs> so I was like, I've got a pair I wear on the motorcycle, <laughs> which is 32. Those became all the time pants. Uh. And my stupid ass thought, like, I'm going to start eating healthy. So I was eating pasta every day, thinking that was healthy. Like, 
you know, 20 years ago, I didn't have any concept of what is like bad. Like, oh, you eat pasta every day. You weigh 400 pounds. Mm -hmm. And not until the Atkins diet or something did I realize, oh, you're not supposed to eat bread and pasta every yeah, day. Yeah, just carbs. When I, was, when I was 18, I decided I didn't want to be a skinny puss anymore. So I think I joined a gym. No, I bought a weight bench. <laughs> and <laughs> weight bench. Yeah, I bought a weight. My AKA, dad was a <laughs> uh, jacket holder. My father was yeah. like, "There's gonna be a sweatshirt on that in less than a month." <laughs> <laughs> and but I was like, "I better start eating uh, things to make you put on muscle." And I didn't know anything, so all I decided the best thing to do was to eat nothing but meat and vegetables. I lost 15 pounds. I went from like 120 to 105. Yeah, Atkins. That's Atkins like, Yeah, I went on an accidental Atkins diet and looked like I was dying. I got an Atkins story for you. Yeah. So the same buddy that we would get those cheeseburgers and like play Warcraft all night, his mom would do the same thing. She would just stay up all night, play video games and all that stuff. Um, oh, is that the meth family you told me about, right? She was secretly doing drugs? No, no, no. It's oh, okay. a different family. Um yeah, you know, that was my other buddy whose mom did speed and would yeah, like yeah, make right. make You're wooden signs in the garage. Podcast. And we're just like, I guess she really loves this hobby. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then we found out she was just uh, doing speed all night. Any all hobby night. you do past midnight is a problem. Is yeah. drugs, yeah. Yep. So anyway, she would stay Except up all comedy. night. She, so well. she gained a bunch of weight because she yeah. just played video games and that's it. So she, Atkins Diet comes out. Hey, you lose weight almost immediately. Eat delicious foods. Yeah. She gets on this diet to such a degree. We were downstairs in their kitchen watching her make lunch. Here's her lunch. Yeah. Bacon, sausage, ham, all fried in a pan, <laughs> then put into a bowl, and then two tablespoons of mayonnaise. Yeah. Mixed it together yeah. and ate it as a meat salad. Whoa. Yeah. No, no joke. <laughs> Every single day. That was her lunch. Gross. I don't know what else she was eating, but it was foods like that, right? So about six She's about months, to eat an IV. Six <laughs> months to a year later, her hair kind of starting to thin out. Oh she's she's lost a bunch of weight though. Yeah. Then goes to the doctor, comes back, oh. and she has officially diagnosed the doctor diagnoses her with scurvy. Scurvy, <laughs> gross. Scurvy. Disease only pirate cat. Pirate ship disease, man. <laughs> Literally got scurvy. <laughs> Isn't that the best? <laughs> He's like, well, here's yeah. your eye patch. You might as well live the life. Do you have a parrot <laughs> yeah. at home? Let me tell you, I did the Atkins diet, lost 40 on it. Yeah. Okay. And it was so extreme that I'd be at Giants baseball games because I, when I lived in San Fran, I go to every game. Uh, I love the Giants, you know, just like the ballpark, everything about it there, the new ballpark. I would get the hot dog, just toss the bun and eat the, oh, <laughs> eat the dog. Oh, man. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, what a dick. Yeah. Right now, I wish I had those buns. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just save them and cash them in later. Also, I found, though, in San Fran, I wore bigger clothes, which makes you look giant. Yeah. You know, I'd have, like, big 501s are, like, really goofy, big in the hips. Mm -hmm. They're not, like... And then I would wear... Uh, like big shirts and shit, you yeah. know, that like you just look way bigger than you are. Then when I bought stuff like this stuff, people think it's too small that I wear, but this is the size I wear. And even I the skaters wear bigger clothes in San Fran. It's yeah, just they a do. different. They'll they'll wear like straight dickies. It's just a different. It's it's almost like more. It's basically a prison look. It is. It's San you, Quentin. You wear what instead of dickies, you wear Ben Davis. Yeah. Which is mm -hmm. huge in the city. And Ben Davis has this slide over shirt you wear with a, a zipper here on the neck. Yeah. And it's the it was the San Fran outfit I wore for 20 years. 
with a jacket called the Derby, which was made in San Fran, which was a weird kind of jacket. Uh, I'll have to show you photos right. of it. But that was the San Fran outfit, and it's definitely prison look. Yeah, but it's, there's still it was a prison really look. The look up there now is almost like '90s Vato. It's like brown pants that are a little that are straight. They're kind of wide. A heavy flannel jacket, straight build hat. Now they don't. You know, you don't see a lot of Vans up there. Now it's straight Nike skate shoes. Yeah, Nike's got San Francisco on lock right well, now. Well, when I was there, right. it was Doc Martin, and it still is. That uh, I wear the same clothes I wore in the seventh grade. Doc Martens, Vans, a flannel, Levi's, yeah. and, and, and a leather jacket. Those yeah. are my fucking... They're the essentials, man. That, and they that's never go out of style. I care about. I'm a jacket a, a yeah. addict. I worship jackets. Flannels, God, man, I go crazy for them. Yeah. I, dude, I don't know if you make this mistake, but I always am buying like, oh, this is going to be the last one. <laughs> this will be the pair of jeans oh, that yeah. I will yeah. never need I will enough. never need more. I buy that pair every four months. You know, I'm that fucking asshole too. I'm like, I'm gonna get with me. It's motorcycles. Well, dude, this and also is the ultimate. This bike. is the watch. People tease me all the time at the shops. They go, "Hey, you looking for that ultimate bike still? <laughs> <laughs> I had nine this year." <laughs> You're like I a heroin that, addict. I always say the same thing. I go, "This is the one." Yeah, yeah. Because I don't have a car, so I'm looking for it to do everything like a Swiss Army knife, you know. Yeah. And same with jeans. Right now, this fucking Ironhearts, this is the jean for me, you know. Yeah. I want to do that. Cool comes out. I want to do that with the watch so bad. Oh God, I really think. That if if we were all smart, we'd just buy that Tudor Black Bay for twenty eight hundred bucks and have the watch forever. Who makes that? It's Rolex has like a smaller company that where the watches are less expensive. It's kind of their like Lexus Toyota. Lexus Toyota. It's kind of their blue collar equivalent. They're they're just very sturdy watches, and there's they make their company is called Tudor, and they make this watch that is bomb. It huh. is unbelievable. It looks just like a Submariner, uh-huh. but it has a red bezel, and it looks better than all the Rolexes right now. It's so attractive. Wow. Like, if it was a Rolex, I would probably sell everything in here. I'd have to get that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like Rolex, if they would just go limited edition, we're only making it one year. You'd be yeah. Like, People would be Anything freak- limited edition, I suck a dick for. <laughs> I'm a People would freak out. Yeah, they would freak out. Rolex does not mine their history enough. Like, uh, here's their great company, Tudor, their smaller company that goes, oh, this is what the watch looked like in the 50s. That's what everybody wants. They this don't is, want a new thing. This is why, this is the dichotomy that is Dean Del Rey. He's <laughs> living off uh, Taco Bell bean and cheese burritos. And coconut water. And all he thinks about is Rolexes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm fucked. I'm cursed because I have good taste. Yeah. I, I didn't even, I'm the same exact way. The first watch I ever noticed in a magazine, I didn't know anything. Didn't know any names besides Rolex. I look at a picture of this watch, I'm like, Oh, that's cool. It's got all the names of all the cities and the and the world on it. Uh, that's a cool watch. I should look that up. So I look up the name. Watch cost thirty eight thousand dollars. Patek oh. Philippe. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, now I like the most expensive watch yeah. ever. And that's I that's the price of a nice car. Yeah, yeah. But you know what's fucked is that's not the price of the nice car I like. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah. You, and I, I, I got cursed when I was in the sixth grade. There was this guy, Jimmy Barchi. I remember our teacher. I don't know how the fuck she did it, but she had a brand new Porsche, uh, 911, root beer brown. I was like, that car's a bomb. And and I remember this kid. He is from Italy. He goes, that's not cool. 
Ferrari's cool. And he brought in a road and track magazine. It had Ferrari on the cover. It was a yellow Dino. And after that, all of a sudden, my taste went Ferrari. Yeah. You know, nice fucking bikes. Uh, yeah. High-end stereo equipment. Everything became high-end for me. And not because... It was a status thing. It was a quality thing. Yeah, because the second you go to that next level, you're like, oh, this is so much better, so much more comfortable. It really is. So much nicer looking. I mean, just the fact that you can look at something over and over again and get that feeling. Yep. Is, and it makes it worth it. stuff has no soul. Somebody goes, why did you pay 300 for those jeans when you don't have rent? And it's like, well, this jean is going to last me for the next two years. Yeah, I'll wear it every day. I buy these ones for 30 bucks, and the crotch blows out from riding a motorcycle every day. Mm -hmm. And then I bought five pairs of those pieces of shit mm -hmm. that are just garbage. That's so what I tell people about buying a watch. I'm like, you're, you want to buy 10 or $1,500 watches, just go buy a nice one. Yep, one life because you know a bunch of junky washes after a while. I had a professor in art school that had a Rolex, and that's what ruined me. I thought the guy was just the coolest. This guy was fucking brilliant. Yeah, and he had a Rolex. I was like, oh man, I want one of those. People think Rolex is high end. I love that. It's like, yeah, I mean, it, it, but dude, it is. It's just it is. not. It's not. It's it's high end for normal life. Right, it is. But it's I a mean, ridiculous it, amount of money to spend yeah, on a wristwatch. It's wrist like accessible high end. Right. You can actually kind of maybe like you can a lot of people, a lot more people can get a Porsche than they can a Bugatti. Or yeah, something, that's right. You know, people there's watch people and, and people that aren't into it don't get it. It's but, like art, but they're into stuff like a chick will spend, you know, two grand on a handbag. And and they won't care about it a month later. This one's out. Got to have the new one. At least if you buy a watch. The longer you have it, the more soul it has, and yeah. it goes up in price, uh -huh. you know, usually. Uh, I finally stopped selling them too quick and losing money. I yeah. used to, I had the worst run where I just had no patience, and I was just losing. I couldn't. I was trading them in, getting my ass kicked. Yeah, now yeah. all the watches I have have had long enough to where I'm not going to lose any money if I sell If you were going to outfit Kevin and I with motorcycles, what would yeah. wh what would you put us on? Yeah. What would what would work for us? If well, you say Vespa to me, we're not <laughs> friends anymore. No. No. Well, you guys Unicycle. are you guys are triumph all the way. I like okay. those Honda Cafe racers. Yeah, uh Kyle Kinane wants one of those also. The he, black one? He just talked to me. Yeah, he's Honda like, and white. It's yeah, got that brown seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the brown seat. That thing's That's dope looking. Seventies looking. Canaan's getting one. All right, well, yeah. we're in. Let's do this. We're in. Let's we got do the it. gang. We're yeah, we got the gang. We're all got vans. Yeah. <laughs> Motorcycles. I I always tell people if you if you I've owned them all. Yeah. And they all have a different thing. So the first thing you want to find, what happens is everyone you love, you go. This is the one I love. Are usually unrideable. Oh, really? You on, you go, They're oh, like God, uncomfortable. The bars are like here. My feet are here. Yeah. I'm fucking no back shocks. What the fuck? Uh -huh. It just depends what you want to do. I ride every day. Look like a badass motherfucker. Want I want to race for pinks. Yeah. You want to race for pinks? I got to go collect taxes on all the local strip clubs <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> whatever else they get money from. <laughs> got to go run some meth up to Fresno. <laughs> What's the best bike for that? <laughs> that? The best bike for that is just car <laughs> yeah, i know right yeah it's um, like if they're doing all that stuff why not just use cars and unmarked yeah, we, van. We, we, we shot a sketch like that did you like a guy's coming into the gang and uh we're like okay we need to uh 
we need to carry these firearms. We're going to break them down and put them on the bike. And the guy's like, I got a van. And we're like, what? <laughs> Shut up. Okay, our next thing is we need to smuggle some people over the border, so we'll put them in our saddlebags. He's like, I got a van. <laughs> yeah. like, get out of here. You know? That's great. I mean, Triumph is great for kind of uh, the price. You can get a great brand new Triumph for like eight grand. Okay. That'll fucking run forever, and they look just like the ones in the fifties. Yeah, you dope. get on it, you're Steve McQueen. Wow. Steve McQueen is the biggest iconic figure outside of outlaw motorcycle look. Well, he was wearing a Rolex fifty five twelve. That's right, <laughs> and <laughs> and fifty five twelve and Red Wings <laughs> eight seven seven. A Rolex fifty five twelve. Not to be uh, misconceived with the explore to with the fetchione hand that there actually is no photograph of him actually wearing even though it's known as the steve mcqueen rolex they just reissued that they just reissued it guys <laughs> i'll yep. talk about it all day yeah don't forget his red wing 877s guys mm-hmm. guys we don't have a fetish don't worry. we're not we're not fetishizing dudes we never met out of some desperate need to Down fill to a hole micro details of their clothes yeah, we don't care big deal. japan mem- is obsessed with steve mcqueen it's dude weird japan is obsessed with everything in some way they are yeah. they are there's Anything a magazine devoted to just me in japan God, I love I love the Japanese clothes. The only That's time I've ever been photographed for a magazine was for a Japanese magazine. I love That's Japanese. That's pretty cool. Magazines. You're probably yeah. famous over there. A friend of mine picked. He's like, dude, I found it. There's a magazine. And there's a picture of you in it, dude. I was like, well, then buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy just t- took a picture of me on Melrose years ago. Japanese mags are like $25. Well, that one called Dad Style? Yeah, it's great. Dad Style's awesome. I gotta read that. I like Free and Easy. Free and Easy. Unbelievable. Great magazine. It's just all Red Wings, Levi's, flannels. And watches. Yeah, and watches. And sometimes they'll have a leather jacket Harley issue. It'll just have motorcycles and leather jackets. That's the best. And then magazines are, and then they're huge with j- killer photos. Yeah. They're 20 bucks, and they're backwards, of course. You read them backwards. You read them left You don't read right. them. You just, they're picture books for us weirdos. Yeah. Right, <laughs> but Triumph would be great for you guys. You know what I mean. Well, next Guess episode, we're Triumphs. Next episode, we'll be doing this on the road. Yeah, <laughs> with I can, Mike I helmets. Can't imagine helmet like, mics. I don't like to. I don't like my friends that ride because if something later happens, they're like, "Yeah, Dean, you, they blame you. You got him into it." It's like yeah. I didn't get him into it. I'm like a like a drug dealer. I didn't yeah. give him the drugs. He found them somewhere else online, and then yeah. came to me where him. I had them. Because <laughs> yeah. getting your motorcycle license costs like twenty-five bucks or some shit. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, you take like a class. You gotta take the class. The class is two fifty. To be oh, fair, shit, Dean, you that. do you do do this thing where you're like, dude, don't get a bike, but at least get the license so you have it. Yeah. <laughs> and right, then all right. of a sudden you got the li- you go take the class and it's super fun. I didn't and you're like, I'll just ride it on Sundays. Well, it's two fifty because they provide they provide the uh, motorcycle. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's two days, and when you're done, you get your license. Yeah, haven't you ever you seen pass. him at PCC? The what? At Pasadena City College, they do it That's there. That's where they do it, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I just had some friends take it. Here's an interesting thing. I've been riding uh, almost 30 years. Whoa. About six years ago, a really wealthy friend of mine was like, I want to learn to ride, but I don't want to go to the class in case people recognize me and bug me and stuff. Will you go with me? What I'll was his first and last name and home address? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he said, if, will you go? I'll pay for your class, and then you can sit next to me. And I said, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll go. I went, <coughs> and at the time, I'd been riding like 24 years or something. And in the two days, I learned more. I was riding wrong my whole life. 
Wow. I was like, oh, I, I've never done that. What? What are you talking about? What is that? What? You like, know? what's an example of? Well, you know, uh, breaking. I was breaking wrong, you know, like the way you brake on a motorcycle is 70% front brake, 30% rear brake. Uh-huh. I, I was always, you know, grew up dirt bikes like, you know, uh, front brakes to your enemy. You know, you'll go uh. down. So I was riding wrong there. There's also a technique called counter steering where you go into turns. And if the turns to the left, it's weird. You push the bars to the right and it throws the bike down. I never knew that. Wow. There's another technique called trail braking where you're going real slow on a left or right turn and you hammer the, the rear brake and it throws the bike around a turn really easy. Wow. I didn't know any of that shit. What part of the class shows you how to get girls? Well, <laughs> there's a lot of girls in the class now. Oh, uh, really? Because they're oh, all like wanting to save gas and get Vespas. Uh, so you right. need a motorcycle license to... Uh, you need a motorcycle license for yeah. a Vespa? Yeah, they pass Those that scooters go fast. Ago. They're fast. They go 90. Yeah. Vespas. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. They'll fuck. I, I had a buddy of mine. I'd be more afraid to ride a Vespa at 90 than a motorcycle. For sure. Oh, yeah. They got fucking little 80s Little tires. tires. Yeah. Fuck you know? that. I had a buddy. Uh, him and his friends rode to Vancouver on their Vespas. Whoa. And back. Quadra. How did their backs feel after that shit? Quadrophenia. Yeah, total mods. You basically you know? took a bar stool to fucking Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd feel better if you walked to Vancouver. <laughs> I know, right? You would feel better. Yeah. yeah. I've had some bikes. I've rode across America on the wrong bikes, and now I'm just paying for it. I wake up in the morning like, oh, fuck. Jeez. You know, bad shocks. Yeah, I get because yeah. I, I don't have a great back. So yeah. I wonder, like, if that's going to fuck me up. I've no, got a because they got bikes back. that are so comfortable now. Right. I could... Like, uh, uh, that bike I'm riding downstairs, I could ride that thing to New York tomorrow. Actually, it's been a week since I've seen your motorcycle, that so have you had three since yeah, then? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate Dude, bike. Dude, in, in Santa Monica on Sunday, I was like, I've never seen this fucking bike before. Yeah, right? <laughs> Every two months, he's got it. Well, yeah. well, I'm totally broke, so I've sold all my bikes, and I've just bought a cheap $8,500 Harley. Like, people think Harleys are big, big money. Uh-huh. Uh, they can be, right? They can be. But on the used market, you can just fucking shoot ducks in a barrel, you know, oh, like wow. people buy them and they go, I'm going to be a biker. Uh-huh. And then they ride twice to the rock store. And yeah. go, Whoa, that was scary. And then it sits in the garage for three years. They get laid off. And that's the first thing that goes. Yeah. And you just go over there with cash. And the guy goes, I want 15. You go, I got 85. Fuck you. <laughs> and an hour later, your wait, phone wait, wait, rings. Wait, wait, come back. Yeah. How about nine? All right, buddy. I yeah. feel good about nine, dog. We're bros. <laughs> yeah. All right. I feel good about nine, too, dude. <laughs> when I get a bike, we're going to ride together. No, we're not. And, and <laughs> if you ever sell this, call me. I'll buy it back. No, you won't. It never happens. And I'm going to sell it for way more money, so I'm not calling <laughs> you back. <laughs> dude, that's the thing. I feel like if I bought a motorcycle, there'd be a real fun month or two, and then I'd probably not ride it a lot. I don't want to die. Yeah, yeah, that's my big thing. Is yeah. I like I've always been told it's a ma- not a matter of if it's a matter. You're of gonna when. get in a wreck. You're gonna fall off that thing. You've never been in like a real no. serious accident. No, no. You, you're because is it because I know? Yeah, knock on wood. Hurry. Is it because you're a smart rider or early on I got lucky because I used to drink a lot of booze and do a lot of drugs. And and I remember oh, and I'd, ride. I'd wake up in the morning like, whoa, where am I? Oh, I'm home. Whoa. And I look in the garage. Oh, fuck. Whoa. I rode home. Yeah. And that is blackout Damn. riding, dude. Good Lord. In I San got, Francisco? Yeah, in the city. Oh, you know, yeah, just dude. down the hills and shit. 
but and it's like always raining there too. Yeah, yeah Good it's, Lord. oh, it's that foggy mist. You go around a turn, mm. but now uh, I quit partying in like '92, and now I see everything going on when I'm riding. I see every guy smoking a joint in his car when I'm splitting lanes. I see the so girls. So you split are, lanes? Oh, all day long. Fuck yeah, like a maniac. And that's not, isn't that like dangerous it or It really not? is not because the two cars are here, uh, you know, side by side. Now, if they're going to go into it, they would hit each other. You know what I mean? They're looking. Oh, you mean in dead traffic? Right. Yeah, split, you're right, fucking okay. out of there. You know, you don't split lanes when you do, like everybody's going. That's what I mean. Yeah, because yeah. there's a lot of people that do that. And I go, that lo- just looks like the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like a ballet. If you can kind of see the moves and stuff, you know, most of the time they can hear you. Yeah. But I mean. I see every day at least five. Re- I just saw a wreck today on the 10. A big one. Cars. Every day I see car crashes. Oh, yeah. In L.A.? Come on. Every day. Every day. So, I mean, I don't see motorcycle crashes every day. It happens, but you just hear about it more because it's like, he was on a bike. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what about the nine dudes that crashed on the way to the comedy store? Yeah. yeah. Texting. Yeah. Driving. I saw a guy crash on Fairfax. Then I went down the road. I hit Sunset. There was another crash there. Then I saw a girl just texting. She went into a dude on Hollywood Boulevard. I could just tell him all day long. But that's boring. You go, why are you telling me these stories? Yeah. Just a regular car crash. Yeah. That's no big deal. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, why do you think there's fucking traffic? It's not because of motorcycle crashes. Yeah. It's a bunch of idiots on their way to work texting. I can't believe what I see when I'm dri- riding my bike because I split lanes. I see guys on iPads. Yeah. <laughs> on iPads. In their car. I see newspapers, books. I used to do that. I used to read the paper in traffic. Yeah. I see books. I see texting. Uh-huh. Texting. There is not one person that's afraid of the text law. No. Oh, yeah. Not one person. If you it's made a joke the text law, you know, if you made the text law like drunk driving. People would think about it. You yeah. Know oh, I mean? yeah. Because it's way, it's a hundred times more deadlier than drunk driving. They say, right? Yeah. You know, that's like uh-huh. the joke I do. That's there's proof, but it, it's only like seventy five, a hundred dollar ticket. But if you said, okay, it's six grand if you get caught, you'd really be thinking I've, about that. Text. I've actually stopped doing it because I've I've oh, the only times I've ever almost gotten an accident is texting, where yeah. I like. Have to stop so short, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like yeah, I've had I, close calls. I try, I try not to do it. That I just much don't anymore. do it anymore. Well, the phone is. I mean, they've proven it's exact to. It touches the same spot as cocaine or heroin. Uh, it drops dopamine every time, and people get addicted to it uh, so much that they'll just send text out to people like, "Hey, what's up?" Just so they can get like into a text thing. Yeah. And they're addicted to it. It's the same spot, you know? So you, yeah. if your phone goes off and you're riding, it starts grinding. You're like, who is it? Yeah. What is, it? is it something cool? Is it fun? Is it an audition? Is it yeah. money I can make? <laughs> what yeah. is it? You know what yeah. I mean? That's what the phone and is. And then you it's look and it's a guy like asshole, <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? It's some dickhead. Hey, can you do my podcast? Someone's, Someone's at the door. Someone's knocking at your door. Sur- a surprise guest on our show. Guys, surprise guest. An unplanned Who appearance. Possibly be. Oh, is there a car in the driveway? Or oh, am I in the driveway? Oh, oh, yeah. Nick oh I, I love we're talking parked. about texting and driving all this shit. <laughs> I wonder why I can't park there. On this side, no good. On the right, good. On the okay. Hold on, I'll pause it. Yeah, all right. So uh, Nick moved his car. 
<laughs> we moved it about a half mile up the hill. Oh, really? Was it far? Had time to smoke a whole cigarette on the way back. Jeez. <laughs> it didn't seem like you were gone that long. <laughs> yeah. I was walking for a little bit. Wow, thug life, dude. Kev, did you smoke cigarettes ever? No. When I was a kid, my parents lied to me and told me I was born with underdeveloped lungs, and if, and the doctor said if I smoked, it would kill me. Whoa. Oh, that's uh, a great lie. Yeah, that's great lie. Completely worked. That's <laughs> that's a, awesome. Sometimes lies work. <laughs> yeah. So you just started drinking. Why not start smoking, man? They look really good together, and they taste good Are you good still together. drinking? Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. <laughs> I got drunk. We taped an episode. Our last episode is me getting drunk. Oh, well, I saw Kev. uh, So uh, I was talking to Kevin, and he says, uh, He said, I'll fight you or I'll kill you. That's what he said. Well, here's what he said. It was so great. It was he. He goes, Hey, I got drunk on Friday. Almost got in a fight in a bar. I'm like, So you're not doing that anymore, right? I think I'm going to have a drink tonight. I was like, oh, no. So we're at the store, and he goes, I got to go up to the fucking den and again to a birthday party. Yeah. And I go, oh, well, that's not going to end well. <laughs> so he goes to the den, and when he comes back, evil Kevin walks down. I go, hey, what's going on? He's all, fuck you, bro. I was there that night. Yeah, yeah. remember? And I was yeah. all, whoa, fighter Kev shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, oh. Fuck both of you fucking asshole, <laughs> fucking piece of fucking shit. To be like, fair, I wasn't awesome. serious. Yeah, yeah, well, I know. No, of but course it was not. just hilarious, though. I was like, well, I got But sober go. Kevin doesn't make those jokes. No, yeah. no. Drunk Kevin will be like, I'll kill I gotta get everybody. the fuck away from this guy. Because <laughs> yeah. I've never seen this monster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a monster. And yeah. it was so, well, you're it like was a baby so dragon. Tame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tame. Like 88 pulling up in a vet like, hey, you fuck faces, shooting a gun and then punching. In the face for fun. Ha! Let's yeah. do some coke. My <laughs> yeah. version, my version of letting loose and getting violent is, hey, shut up. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we'll be two, like, whoa. Two beers and a walk-up sunset. He came back evil, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see drunk Kevin on stage. Yeah, I know. crazy. I, that'd be great. You're a piece of shit. Yeah, I can't stand Just you. Just railing on like on yeah. the man and the system. There'd be. A, I don't. You know. I bet you I'd go at the crowd in a way that would suck so bad. Yeah. Was, I. You know what I did once. I was uh, I never dr- drank that much when I went on stage. Um, we talked about this during the episode. It was just like I think for a little bit. It would yeah. like it would fuck with my timing when I was doing material. But I would like to do crowd work because oh. it would just be oh, yeah. you're in a giddier Dr- fun drunk mood. and communicating. But I I did this one set. I went to the Sunset Strip Music Festival and we were okay. drinking all day long. And I had a set that night at the at comedy El store. Cid? Oh, it was, and it was store. down the Sunset Strip Festival is like a, the yeah. West Hollywood where all the Roxy whiskey, all those clubs. We and we just got wasted. And I lost a pair of sunglasses. Wow. That were like the nicest glasses I ever owned, you know. And they were like amazing. They were like $150 Ray Bans or something. Like that. Right. But they were the best, nicest glasses I ever owned. I lost them. And I got so fucking mad. I just was so because I knew I'm like, I'm going to lose these if I take them. It's just crowds. And I was mad at myself for bringing them in the first place. I lost them. Then I had to go do a set and I was so fucking furious. (laughs) And I show up to the club and it's like I'm on at like 1230. It was late and I'm fucking mad and I go on and I'm in that mood. And then I wasn't doing well. And I was like, you what? Fuck this. I just lost a pair of fucking sunglasses and it ruined my whole day. And some guy heckled me. Yeah. Oh. And then I went after him. Oh. I go, fuck you. What do you know? He's like, you fucking suck, man. Who cares about your glasses? I'm, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, my glasses were worth more than your fucking life. Oh, oh that one. You pulled a Paris Hilton. Fuck you. You were Paris Hilton up yeah. there. I just, like, I count. I just said anything that would just... Inter- 
And I got shit for it from comics for like the next fucking week. You ever find those glasses? You oh. fucking you know. <laughs> I've only lost one pair of glasses in the history. And it happened about a year ago. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm getting old. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea where these fucking glasses are. And I've never lost a pair of glasses. And I pride myself on it because I remember in school. Varney came out, hundred bucks. Varney, hundred bucks. Yeah. Varney's. Yeah, I had a pair, and never lost them. And then got another pair later, and you know, and last year I had some uh, Ray Ban uh, that were polarized, just killer. And I came out and I was like, yeah, my shades must be in my motorcycle. Open them, nope. Now they're in the house, nope. And I've never found them. Wow. And it's like affected me. Like, wow, I lost a pair of shades. Yeah. Some people lose them all the time. That I don't get to those be, people. I've never known a woman either. who's not constantly losing her sunglasses. I, I take them off and I put them right in a case. Mm -hmm. And then they're in a case so you don't really lose them. And I put them, you know, like right over there. By Whenever I leave anywhere, if it's like... Um, a restaurant, a bar, a cab, anything oh, I like that. A drill. I do. Yeah, there's the dr yeah, you go. I have a drill. Phone? The two front pockets, two yeah. rear pockets where my important shit is, and my uh, the collar of my shirt always. and more of my sunglasses are. I always run that drill. Yeah. Yeah, you look like you're doing baseball signs. Yeah. Touch your and, body and four once times. Once in a while, when you run the drill and you, and you go and there's something that you go, oh, yeah. god damn, yeah. I almost and you're like this thank in the cab. God I do right? this. Yeah. Well, because nowadays, if you lose your phone, you're not just losing your phone. Oh no. You're yeah. losing the like someone is just fucked. oh I now have access to this person's entire life. Yeah, you're fucked. Did I tell you? Did I say this? All right, I found a girl. I shared a cab with a girl, and she left her phone Whoa. in the cab, and I was able to locate it by virtue of remembering the cab number because it was the same serial number as a watch. Oh. And so I <laughs> called the place. They were like, "Let's let me read you." They were like, "Well, there were seventy cabs that picked people up from this place," and they're reading me the numbers, and they go, "They go ten sixteen." And I go, oh. I go, that's it, 1016. Yeah. And the guy was at my house Rolex like 20 Explorer, minutes later. He Rolex watch. Explorer 1, 1016. <laughs> that's great. And I go, that's it. And the dude was at my house like 15 minutes later. And, you know, you leave your phone in a cab, you give up. So I just, I like, I sent her an email. I was like, I found your, your phone. She was like, no way. That's like, great. Well, Kevin gets things done. Fucking lose your phone, man. Was she hot? Like, yep. if I lose a phone right now, man, my life is fucking done. Because oh, yeah. I can't buy another one. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And then it's just kind of like, oh, fuck. What am I going to do? Because they're going to charge you full price. Oh, I know. You're screwed. Yeah, you are fucked. Yeah. Run the drill, everybody. Run the drill. Touch, touch, touch. We got to run our segment drill now. Okay. Recommendations. First of all, thanks for having me on. Guys. Yeah, dude. dude. Yeah, absolutely. I love you guys. Always. Yeah, man. We love you too. Feel like you're gonna You've be had one both of, of us on yours, and yours is a great podcast. Yeah. We're on the same fucking network now. And Bang. you guys are great dudes. Kev is hooking me up endless shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got a good recommendation. I just thought of one because of this conversation. But no, you go, you go first. Okay. Okay. My, okay. I've been selling um, uh, clothes and shit lately just yeah. to get rid of stuff, yeah, have extra cash. Wasteland? Here's what you do when you sell clothes. Because I've talked to a lot of people about this, and they kind of don't know how to do it. People will just take shit and um, and donate it to Goodwill blindly, which is not bad. It's no. fine to donate to Goodwill. It's bad. The employees take all the good stuff. They That's do. bad. <laughs> That's do. bad. And yeah. they sell it to Wasteland yeah. where you should have yeah. went. And this is exactly how you should sell clothes. You, okay. you get all the stuff that you don't want. You obviously call the places ahead of time. Like if you live in L.A. or something, there's Wasteland, Crossroads... And um, out of the uh, closet, Buffalo no, Exchange. Buffalo Exchange. Those, oh, yeah. those are the the big three. Yeah. 
And what you do is you call the places ahead of time and yeah. you go, what are you collecting for right now? Because you oh, don't yeah, want to just show up. Stuff. That's right. You don't want to show up with summer shit and they go, hey, we just started winter. Because you could have cool summer stuff that's worth money and they're just going to say no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you call ahead, you take all your shit, and you start from the places that take uh, the most stuff and pay the least because you're going to have the most. Right. Um. But if you have a, a lot of high-end stuff, start with the places that are high-end that take the least but pay the most for the best. Yeah, the real places. Good, like Wasteland is a great one. You yeah, go there with it. your highest-end stuff. Denim. Yeah, yeah, they won't buy a lot, nope. but they will buy the good shit and pay you the most for like it. Concert shirts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, jackets. Anything uh, designer. Yeah. That kind of stuff, limited edition. Yeah, Yves Saint Laurent. Stuff yeah, yeah. Like, anything yeah. that's like whoa, this diesel. Is from the 70s. That kind yeah. of shit. They'll buy it. Yep. And then you go to the next best place yeah. and then you take all that same shit there and then you go to the place that'll buy the most stuff, but they kind of don't care what That's your last stop. Yeah. And then you, you do that whole round. And if you live in Hollywood, do it there, then drive to the Valley repeat process there. Cause you think you go to these places once and they go, okay, we're going to buy this and the rest we don't want. And yeah. you think like, Oh, well they don't want it. No one wants no. it. Cause it's literally just a fucking dude that's working behind that's the counter. Right. He's that, the buyer. Yeah. He interviewed for the job and he knew kind of enough about fashion, Yeah, but it's just one dude with one set of eyes. I've gone to like with the same three or four bags of clothing to the, all those same places. And then again, and each time I've sold like, probably like the same amount of money each time each round yeah so don't like you just don't give up on what you got and know what you're selling before you go in there it's true and know who's buying what because you can make a cool if you get three trash bags full of clothing and if you wear kind of cool enough stuff you can make a good two three hundred bucks yeah you can off off just clothes you thought were worth nothing yep people are also confused too on what they have they think's worth money mm-hmm I get guys all the time, they'll go, hey, dude, I hear you sell jackets and you're making money on eBay. I got a bunch of jackets. And, and you go, dude, this is like a shot from last year. Right. You know what I mean? You got to know what you what you have. You uh-huh. know, like the stuff the three of us are buying, we know what the fuck we're buying. We're buying yeah. like, you know, high-end stuff. And like I always tell Ian Edwards, he's like, well, you always buy stuff. That's why you're broke. And I go, I wear it six months and sell it on eBay. I get all the money back almost. Sometimes more. Yeah, sometimes more Uh because it's sold out. Like shoes, it's sold out right away or jackets or pants. Yeah. You know, and I'll get more money and I just wore shit for six months for free. Yeah, there's an absolute way to do it. There's an art to wearing clothes and buying them and flipping them. Yeah. You know, same with motorcycles. I've been doing it for years. Flipping bikes, you know? Yeah. I realize at this point I could maybe flip watches, but I just don't. I, I don't need a new. Right. I would just eat up. Too well, much if I did, time. if I wasn't in the entertainment biz, I would have a shop like Self Edge. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it would have motorcycles, clothing, and watches. And like two bikes. And I'd, run a, I'd run a little coffee shop in there. Right, right. Exactly. The right. <laughs> and it would, it would just be like two very cool motorcycles, incredible clothing from japan yeah. and yeah. Then some insane watches and it would be my dream i don't need to be rich i never need to be rich like a passion I, project yeah i love yeah. shit like comedy i love it i'm not i'm not making any money but yeah. i'm happier than ever right yeah. it's like you know i mean you got demons of like fuck i'm totally broke right. but at the same time i went on last night in the main room and had the time of my life yeah you know yeah what do you recommend i recommend self heads the store it is cool now they place. have what kind of store is it for the people that don't okay, know? Okay, so if you live 
outside of L. They have five sto- four stores now. They got one in New York. They've got one in L.A., one in San Fran, and one in, just opened in Portland. Basically, what it is is it's very expensive clothing, <laughs> but you only need a lot of people right now and true. tuned out. But <laughs> you only need like one piece. Mm-hmm. So like you go in and go, all right, I'm gonna get the finest jeans in the world, one pair, a badass flannel. And you could wear that for an entire, like, two, three years. The flannel for life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the jeans for a few years. Yeah, Honestly, I, I have a good pair of jeans I've been wearing for seven years. That's wow. right. That's yeah. right. And how many times have you just patched, like, what, the crotch? Yeah, I just patched the crotch. That's it, right? The rest of the pant is fine. Yeah. And I just seven, fa- I mean, no jokes, seven years. I just found out why the crotch blows out, and I never knew this, and I was talking to Nick about it. My giant manhood. It, yeah, your man package, <laughs> your mangina. No. But if you don't wash your jeans, which everybody says don't wash no, them. No, you're supposed to. You have to wash yeah. them like There's every 50 wears. There's just a way to wears. do it. There's yeah. a way to do it, but what happens is dirt fiber gets around, and it rubs, and it sandpapers the pants apart. That's why they fucking oh. blow out. That's why it's all, and the, they're microscopic dirt particles that rip the jeans in the middle, and I never knew that. So you got to wash them, like, every 40 times. Yeah, you have to wash your, and also gross, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like, gross. <laughs> so I recommend Self-Edge. They have a website, um, and they'll ship to you anywhere you're at. Um, they have great belts, jackets, uh, pants. And the style of clothing is kind of like, uh, it's like Americana yeah. slash motorcycle. That's Just it. like, it, it's stuff that never goes out of style. It's James Dean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's James and Dean. It's, and it's high quality oh, shit. It's unbelievable, right? Yeah, it really, really is. And the guy that owns the store is the greatest dude. He's from San Fran. He goes to Japan, buys all the stuff there, knows what he's looking for, brings it back. So it's shit that nobody else is going to be wearing it. Yeah. They're not going to be wearing something that everybody and their mom has. Like, Diesel's cool, but everybody and their mom wears it. Yeah. Hey, you know, I remember when fucking, uh, what's that place called? Uh... They got them at every mall now. They sell jeans. They're like, and, and T-shirts. American Apparel? No, uh, not them. Uh, fuck. Oh, damn. They're like, uh, they're like kind of like a Levi store, but they're their own kind of brand. Lucky Brand? Lucky Brand. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, they yeah. are in a lot of malls now. Yeah, I remember when Lucky Brand was yeah. the shit. Man. Yeah, They sure. were for a little bit. Yeah, and my buddy started that, a guy that uh, started New York Jean Shop, Eric. Uh-huh. Yeah. In New York, New York Jean Shop's amazing. It's in the meatpacking district. Incredible stuff. But he started that, and they no one knows, but they sold that to Gap like five years in. And Lucky? now it's just kind of, yeah. Oh, That's wow. why it's just like that. That's oh, why it okay. sucks. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's important, too, when you go into stores like Self Edge, those like boutique type places, Fuck yeah. to talk to those employees. Because what's cool about those stores is those employees know their shit. They love the shit. And if you go I in. asked them for a part time job. And they, they go, said, oh. yeah. They, no, they said, our guys never leave. We would uh, hire you in a minute. But we've had dudes for five years. They love clothes. Yeah. You know? Because, yeah, you'll go in there and you'll be confused. Because when I first started getting into that kind of clothing, I'd go to the shops. And I would laugh out loud at some of the prices. And I'm like, it's a flannel shirt. There's no way it should be 150, 200 bucks. Yeah. Or, you know, the jeans and things like that. But when you talk to them and you understand, like, the quality of the clothes and, and the fact that it will last you forever and ever, yep. it starts to make more sense why it and costs it fits. that much. Yeah, yeah. It's not made like American clothes are made 
small, medium, large, XL, double X, triple X. And it's all just, they want it to fit uh, as many people as they can. So it's all boxy. It doesn't fit. It looks like shit. It's made of bad materials. Like those flannels are cotton. They don't itch. They're not wool. They don't Mm. make you sweat. And they they last forever, you know. It's just different shit. And yeah. the guys know. They go, uh, "Your body's more of this over here." Yeah. And they know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. They won't just sell you whatever. They'll be like, "Do nope. wear. Trust me. Wear this. It'll fit better. This is how it'll stretch. This is how it'll fade." They yeah. won't just walk. They're not trying to get you out the door with whatever the fuck you're holding. Yeah. Yeah. And good. I also recommend that website we love. Raw. What is Arar, it? Raw denim. R a w r denim incredible website yeah it's all all anything you want to know about raw denim and how to take care of it how to wash it how to wear it what the good brands are it's all on that site could be the best website going man it's great it's incredible awesome I'm going to recommend uh, being on television. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I think is, you should be fined for, for rubbing that It is the you only know. way you can afford any of the things we have discussed yeah. in this <laughs> podcast episode. Book a Wendy's commercial. This yeah. is it. Never done Wendy's. This is uh, this episode was about excess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about materialism. Materialism. Yeah. Vanity. Uh, luxury. Yeah. Uh, it's about what's wrong with you. Human nature. Yeah. Oh. This has been a verbal episode of Esquire. This was magazine. the least <laughs> Buddhist episode of anything <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's wrong. I'm just saying that's what it was. And what I'm saying is you're going to need excess cash <laughs> to buy any of this crap because having style of any manner is a luxury, especially when you can't. Most people who can't afford food don't know as much about denim as Dean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm you know the what only. I say? Skip food for denim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, get on TV. That's how I did it. And what if you live in Iowa? What do you? You can't really just be on TV. I have, that's not. That's not a problem. And I don't give a shit. I just think if you lived in Iowa, though, you could truly find something that you like to do and do it, right? Yeah. Be the I, guy that opens one of those shops. That's right, man. I, yeah. I really The think, mid-range version. I think if I was famous, I really do. I feel, like a, a shop. I feel like a high-end denim shop at Iowa would get everyone beat up. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, you'd have like, like the eight guys that ride How are these going to help me farm? Well, they don't. Yeah, in fact, you shouldn't wear them when it's dewy outside. Like, I'm about to punch you in your stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize I feed Maybe you? Maybe a big city in Iowa. Well, boutique uh, tractors would be dope. Uh, I yeah. think boutique is great. <laughs> Again, I feel like a tractor. <laughs> a lot more about function <laughs> than <Yeah>. style. <laughs> is that a Shelby tractor? Like, I like boutique This one's pinstriped. That's my fucking problem. Yeah. They go, well, what's in there? And they go, it's like three pairs of shoes. I go, we're going in there. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm you driving know 40 be... miles for four shirts. Yeah, you know they're going to be four of the coolest things, and no one's going to have it. Yeah. You know? I, if I wasn't into good shit... You I know would... who started that whole thing? You know where the curated store came from? Colette in Paris. Oh, is that There's right? There's a store called Colette really? in Paris. That basically, it was the first of like these small, not a lot of shit... Very specific, very high, like high end, small run, interesting stuff. Colette. I love shops like that. Like in in the mall, they got that shave shop now. Yeah. They'll have them in malls. Oh, the art of shaving. Fucking love it. I don't get that I like shit like that. You go in, you go like, well, this is fucking, you're covering 
Everything about shaving. Yeah. Amazing. I'm in here. Yeah, you, you just walk into that subculture, and they just have enough so where you know what's going on with it. They don't yeah. overwhelm you with shit. Exactly. I dig it. Yeah. Just to be able to nerd out. Well, Dean, I feel like we're going to have you on again in like a month, and you'll have a whole new list of things to tell people to do. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll be like, bro, now there's this new yeah. spot. This is killer. <laughs> well, yeah. really, I, I feel <laughs> like I have one of the better impressions of you, by the let's way. Let's hear it. I just did it. Okay, I want to hear it again, though. Okay, what do you want me to give me something to talk about? Uh, let's just say we're talking about uh Give me a watches. situation. Watch, like, dude, I saw the new Black Bits killing me, bro. The thing haunts me in my sleep. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts it me, hurts bro. It hurts me. It's killing me. <laughs> Killer. One of the best. It's Sandy Danto is one of the best impressions. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. only has one dimension, though. <laughs> I yeah. always tell him, he's got, like, one thing. I'm, I've got, like, five voices going on. This yeah, is got, Dean Del Rey. you got the passionate one, I'm like, yeah, oh, man, yeah. killer. This is Dean yeah. Del Rey leaving you a message. Sup, Christy? Del Rey, call me. Del, no, he goes, Del Rey. <laughs> he stresses the first part. Del Rey, Del Rey. Del Rey in the house. You never know why he called. Del Rey, call yeah. me. <laughs> Could be anything. <laughs> I, I'm cursed with passion. It sucks. <laughs> it's great. I actually love living. You know what, you know what that means, though? When you have shit that you're passionate about, you're not bored that often. Yeah, yeah it's true. If I've I'm never around, seen you bored. I'm never bored. If I'm sitting around with nothing to do, I'm like, I can just, I'm going to go to that raw denim website or I'm going to go down to Mr. Freedom and just look at clothing I and talk that about that shit. I want that Mr. Freedom jacket so bad right now. Yeah. You and I walked in there that it fucking, you know, that kind when of When I shit. get bored, I just get on television again. <laughs> wow, this fucking guy. <laughs> I, I just get on. Kev's proof I just call that you're TV on TV people. and you still don't get laid. Yeah, I know. absolutely. Yeah. That don't is not that. in any way a skeleton key to booty. <laughs> One does not equal the you other. I think it would be. You know, really? Right? Well, yeah. Some of us got into it thinking it would be. Are you yeah. just not trying to like get out there? He doesn't try. Look, there's a lot of problems. Yeah. Okay. okay. I love Kev. We'll leave that for another episode. Kev's my favorite because <laughs> he's just got, he's just got a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's fucking so many comedians. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, man. I look forward to leaving on that note. Like, Kevin's got a lot of problems. We're just all these yeah. comics. God. We're all so bummed Kevin's out. Kevin's got a real problem. bummer. Just going to kill myself. Just on the way down. Hey, we're all on All Things Comedy. That's fucking cool. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome network. Oh. Just so many cool podcasts. A lot man. of I feel I feel pretty juiced, man. You're I'm fucking like, so proud to be on there. Yeah, man. me too. It's great. I mean, because I've been on a couple hoopty networks, and, <laughs> and 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 my main problem with networks is, well, yeah, I'm on here, and then they have like you know this show. Well, it's three guys that get drunk and talk about pussy. Like, easy, oh, easy. that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever, you know, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. whatever you're into, that's cool. But I don't want my show to be surrounded by garbage. Right. And with all things comedy, it's just shows that I love. Yeah. You know, it's people. Yeah, it's the cream of the crop, man. It's people you'd want to hang out with and watch do stand up and are interesting. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Ari's like be we're on there. Yeah. Let yeah. there be talk. Yours. Ari's yep. skeptic tank. Bill Burr's. Bone Zone. Burr. Yeah. Al Bone Madrigal. Zone. Al yeah, Madrigal. Al Tom, Segura. Tom Segura. Murray's uh, Road Story Smosha. Show. Yeah, most of the, the, the champs. Fun. Yeah, the, the champs. champs. So good. Champs. Yeah. Who knows Kay. how you found this and how you're listening to it, but if you found it somewhere outside of all things comedy, go there and check out fucking Dean's podcast, Let There Be Talk. It's a lot of cool guests, man. Oh, yeah. I got yeah, you do it right because you don't just do like a ton of comics. You just get interesting, cool people, musicians. Well, I think you have to figure it out real quick because everybody did comic comics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
And I think that uh, our thing is we're going to do a lot of comics. Yeah, <laughs> just comics. Only talk <laughs> well, about comics. Well, if you're comics. doing comics and you're talking about other stuff, it's great. That's why this was was great. We yeah. barely talked about stand up. Yeah, I you mean, know, you know, I, you, the three of us. Uh, I think people got to understand when you're out, you don't talk about stand up. Maybe one minute, like oh, Louis, yeah, here and there. I saw yeah. Louie, the new episode of Louie. That was great. And then yeah, cool, right on. And then you move on. Yeah, like oh, did you see that watch? Right. <laughs> You're yeah, like, yeah, fuck yeah. these assholes when they're yeah. watches. A lot of times people try to bring up uh, seeing me on television. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. so there's this a lot has been another that. episode <laughs> of Occasionally Awesome. Thanks for tuning yeah. in, guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you. See ya.